up to and including death. My name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. And I'm John Brewer. And we have a fun day today. Mm-hmm. We, we, well, we had a fun day already, but we are excited about what's going on today. Uh, it's Pi Day. It's Friday the oh, 13th. I said it's Pi Day. Oh. It's 314. It's 3.14. It's a Wednesday. Or, no, it's a Monday. <laughs> I, I don't even for us. know. Yeah. It's Monday for us. It's Tuesday when this comes out. But what's very exciting is that we're watching Friday the 13th again. Part two. Part two. From 1981. 1981. But we had a pretty cool day. Yeah. We got to see our baby. Mm-hmm. And it look, it's the size of a grain of rice. Yeah, it's tiny. It's very little bitty. And we should be getting our uh, results back to figure out due dates and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening. It's, it's really very happening. exciting. I was very excited when, well, I was pretty worried when she first said, well, that's the, that's the gestational sac, but. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. There's a baby in there. It has a heartbeat of 121 beats per minute. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot of beats. It's good. It's what baby's supposed to have. Mm-hmm. It's right in the range. Right in the range. And, of course, all of our human alive babies that are, like, outside of the womb have the stomach flu. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yes, and you have a horrible tooth infection. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I have morning sickness. Everything's great. Everything's great, but you know what we do have? Cats. Yes, we have two cats on the bed, and they're very cute. Um, <laughs> so this is the, the part of our cycle in, in our podcast where we're watching a sequel to a movie that we've already covered on the podcast. Yes. And so I think that I would like to know a little bit more about this movie. And given that I'm pregnant, I'm a little concerned about our unborn baby watching it. Oh, we'll get to that. Okay. But do I know the plot first? Maybe. Yes. Let's hear the plot. Five years after the events of the first film, Ooh. a summer camp next to the infamous Camp Crystal Lake is preparing to open, but the legend of Jason is weighing heavy on the proceedings. Ooh. Well, that's so basically the camp is reopening again, which the first movie it was reopening after (laughs) 20 years or whatever. Yep. I think that's that runs the. Yeah. Chorus on this one. It's pretty. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Any big stars? No, 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 no. Kevin Bacon's in this one. No. It stars Betsy Palmer. Okay. Which is actually just Jason's mom. Uh huh. Ooh. Is dead, but yes. they'll be revisiting. And yes. Amy Steele, who was the final girl yes. in the first one. Yes. And then uh, we also have John Fury yeah. and Adrienne King. I mean, none of these are big names. We got Walt Gorney's back, though, as Crazy Ooh, Ralph. Oh, beware! He's awesome. So, just as a question for you, we, we haven't done this in a while, but this is a movie that we both have seen. Yes. You saw it before me. Yes. And so, could, do you remember what it was like seeing it for the first time? How old I you were? I would have been like six or seven oh, years okay. old. Okay. So, you saw this very young. Yeah, this came out when I was three. Yeah. So, this would have been one of the first forays, because I loved the first Friday the 13th when I was a little kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, I know that I'd seen, I'd probably seen this movie as a kid, but I would have been too young to remember it, right? And yeah. so... I mean, I could probably check with Steven. I just assume I've seen all of these. They kind of blend together. But, so I never remembered seeing it as a kid. But when I first moved in with you, we decided to watch Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street 
like in chronological order with each other. Yep. So it would finish on Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, and so I was really, I was really into it. I, I didn't think I would be as into it, but it really helped break me of a lot of patterns I had of thinking of certain movies is not very good because they follow a pattern. Yeah, there's a comfort to that pattern. Yeah, and once you get into it, I think it was by, like, the third movie. I think that's the one where the dad gets folded up like a postage stamp. Yeah. And that was the movie for me. But I think this one has some pretty horrific shit that happens that's really campy and fun. Yeah, it's the fun in it. Yeah. Like, if you're going to go into this thinking it's, like, a work of art, you're going to be sadly disappointed. If you go into this saying this is going to be a super clever Thrasher movie, you're going to be pretty happy. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I would. it's interesting because I would say, like, the Saw movies, two of one, except for the last one, are probably, like, some of the most intricately clever yeah. horror movies that follow the same kind of beats, but, like, still have, they mostly, almost every single one of them has amazing fucking twists. Yes, for sure. Yeah. But in any case, so we've got a golf and western company. Paramount is is the is the the screen is on basically. Yeah. Um, it's ready to go. But I am a little concerned. Tell me about these reviews, because I I recall loving this movie. I liked it, even though it starts off with something a trope I don't particularly yeah. care for. We'll talk about that soon. Well, see, on IMDb, this is a six point one. Hmm. It's kind of low. Well, it's decent for these kind of movies. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we keep saying that, but a lot of the ones we have have really nice scores. Well, Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 27% on that the tomato meter. That is wild. And a 48% audience That score. is just so hard, because it's like, the people of the people that are bothering to make to watch this movie enough to make uh, to do this, it's kind of odd. Yeah, that's what I found, too. But uh, of the big-name reviews from the New York Times... It's the plot as an excuse for joining together horrors, all of the sadomasochistic kind, and the actor is rudimentary at best. It probably will make a fortune. I mean, the first part doesn't sound that bad. It sounds exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And here's from the Washington Post. Director Steve Miner and writer Ron Curse introduced more potential victims than they have time or invention to knock off. Well, that's rude. Yeah, but there are some positive ones. You gotta dig kind of deep for them and okay. find like you're not main mass media. Yeah, but IGN Movies is a pretty major player. Yeah, and their review was yes, it's a cheesy slasher film, but you know that going in, and this is a well done example of the genre. Yeah, so this is a guy who was like, I know what it is. I'm gonna enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, and enjoyed it. It's like if I went into Jason X looking for a serious movie, which it, I thought. They were trying to be serious when it first came out. I didn't realize that it's supposed to be fucking bananas. Yeah. Well, here's a guy from Antagony and Ecstasy. <laughs> That's a good title. All things considered, it probably should have been a whole lot worse. <laughs> you know, this is a guy who went in thinking this was going to be hot garbage. Yeah. And it's like, well, wait a minute. This is... Yeah, more of the same. It all depends on your taste for carnage. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I agree with that. That sounds good. Well, about our unborn child. Oh, the parent's guide. You want to delve into that world? Yes, I want to make sure that it's good and healthy for my kid. I'm sure it's fine, but let's look. Okay. Sex and nudity, only moderate. Okay. A woman undresses and goes skinny dipping in a lake. Her that breasts, is, that's... buttocks, and pubic hair are visible. Okay, so that's pretty much... I mean, it must be really quick then. Yeah. 
Yeah, that doesn't sound like much. Mm-hmm. A young woman is shown in bikini top and shorts. A man and woman are intermittently showed undressing, kissing, and having sex and moaning, but Ooh. no nudity is shown. Oh. So that's why it's mild. Rude. Violence and gore? Severe. Oh. This has a litany of examples. I want to hear, like, the top five. The top five. A woman is stabbed in the head with an ice pick. No, Excellent. No blood is shown. Oh. A man is strangled to death with a barbed wire with blood flowing down his neck. <laughs> A dog's carcass is seen mangled and covered in blood. Oh, I don't like that. A man is hit in the head with the back of a hammer and dies. Oh, no. A man who's hanging upside down has his throat slit with a machete. Okay. This is a lot like that game you play. What's that called? The... Hit, where I hit people in the head with machetes? Yeah, the one where you play Jason or oh, like the bad guy. Friday the 13th. Oh, it's actually called that? There, well, there's that one, and there's Dead by Daylight. Oh, Dead by Daylight. I think you've played that one more. I th- yeah, I think I have, too. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Profanity? Moderate. Mother trucker. A PG-13 amount of language, it says. Ooh. Fuck is used once. Shit, asshole, and bitch are used a few times. Oh. Among other milder profanities. Surprised it doesn't have, like, the exact numbers, like some of these wild things we have. Yeah, this seen. one I'm, I'm pretty... But I, I suppose people who are going into this looking for the language... Yeah. ...should just... I don't know. It is kind of shocking how you get exact numbers of these things for some of these films because they're still horror movies. Isn't it like the Blink-182, the band? Yeah. It's named after how many times they said fuck in The Godfather. It was 182 Mm -hmm. times. Really? Yeah. I I don't know if that's true or not. But I'm pretty sure South Park beat the record for... Shit, right? No, for the movie. How many times you said the most usages of the word fuck... I, was it the movie or an episode where they had the um, the shit meter? That was on an episode. Oh, okay. You're looking it up? Blink-182? Yep. Or what are you looking up? I'm looking up the most usages of... Wow, I can't even say that right. Yo, John's mouth is very swollen, everybody. He's doing better, though. The dentist Ooh, would not actually, operate. swearing it, the movie beat it. Swearing it, the movie? Swearing it. Oh, it's That's movie about the... swearing out? That's the Trailer Park Boys. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. 935 times. That's a lot of swears. Yeah. Okay, so anything else about this film, honey? They're frightening, intense scenes. Yes, well, there's alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Oh. But that's just mild. Cigarette smoking, marijuana smoking, and (laughs) alcohol drinking. Well, that doesn't sound mild at all. Frightening and intense scenes? Severe. (laughs) It has one listing. But it just says the, the film has several killing and chase scenes in an isolated location with intense music. No, that's the other one. I can't they wait till we go violence. camping again. Yeah. I don't know how comfortable it's going to be to be like four or five months pregnant camping, but I'm going to have a good time. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Um, so should we watch this movie? Yeah. Okay, let's go. Holy shit, John. Yeah, this is great. This is so good. I so, love these movies so much. The first, like, how far along are we? Is it like 10 minutes so far? 12 minutes. 12 minutes. The first, what, what would we say, 7 to 8 minutes was just flashback. It was just the end of the first movie. It yeah. was the end of the first movie that had been cut together in a kind of dream sequence. Mm-hmm. And the last girl in that movie was basically dreaming of what happened. Gets up, her mom calls her. Goes to take a shower, comes out, and then gets scared by her cat. And she's got an ice pick at one point because she was scared. And the cat yeah. came in. She thought she was fine. Opens the fridge and finds... 
A head. A head. A, a gross head yeah. of the woman that she decapitated. Yeah. And then a man whose face you can't see grabs her from behind and thrusts a an ice pick into her brain. Yeah. Into her temple, yeah. Into her temple. like Just like it was through butter. Mm-hmm. And she just didn't even... Yeah. Yeah. So she survives the entire last movie... And makes it to the title scene in the second one. Yeah, she made it to before they say Friday the 13th Part 2, which, by the way, the title card literally explodes when it says Part 2. And it's the number two. Of course. Which is fantastic. Yes, I love it. everything right on these movies. Yeah, it's absolutely right. Um, This came out a year after the first one. Yeah, but three years in the story. Oh, it's three years later in the story? In the story, yes. If you the the timelines for Friday Thirteenth really muck stuff up, yeah, because they would say that and then they do another movie and it was so far into the future and then it's like, well, you're like they did ones in the '90s where it was set in the '90s, but timeline wise they're like in 2005 or something like that. <laughs> it's it's utter it was, madness. Yeah. I love it. I we need to look up the Friday the Thirteenth timeline because yeah. there's some that are set in the future. Well, Jason X is yeah, but I think that's the only one. Really? Okay. Well, I'm looking for. I'm just remembering the the one of the Jason movies where it's like his. It was his sister that had to, that he or his like niece or something like that, and he needed to be reborn through yeah. some kind of crazy bullshit. It's just so good there's and stupid. A, in the Friday Thirteenth wiki, there's a timeline. Oh yeah, for everything. Okay. So Friday Thirteenth, well, the first one takes place in 1979. Okay. And because it's on Friday the 13th, it has to be Wednesday, June 13th. Because that would have been the only Friday the 13th. Oh, wait a minute. Wednesday, no, June 13th. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. No, that's the beginning of it. Remember, it was a couple days beforehand. Yeah, yeah. so it's Friday okay. the 13th. So it's, the movie starts on Friday the 13th. Yeah, but it's already all mucked up. Yeah. Well, we, we can look a little bit at that more. I think we yeah. should keep watching, huh? Yep. All right, let's go. So in the first movie, the the mom is killing all the camp counselors because they let her son die. Yep. Even though a lot of the camp counselors are actually sensibly good camp counselors, perhaps like they care. Like one yeah, of them goes possible. out into the woods because she thinks she hears a kid crying. Yeah, yeah a, there was a couple of good apples in the bunch. Yeah, and so this where we're at now, it's not at Camp Crystal Lake, even though. Um, a couple, uh, three of the people coming into the camp, uh, stop on the side of the road and they find the Camp Crystal Lake sign. Well, you said our camp is on the same lake. As yeah, us. as Camp Blood. Yep. But, uh, so their camp is actually not a camp. It's a training camp for camp counselors. Yep. Which is wild. Why? But I don't know. I guess, it, I mean, it must just be a short camp for camp counselors to, and and the, the guy showing him, we're going to, we're going to talk about survival skills, first aid. Yeah. There's a bear in the woods, so be careful with your menstrual cycle and, and you know, make sure to, you know, wear clean clothes a lot. Yeah. So it seems like bears. these. Here's bears. It seems like we have an opportunity here. Excuse me. I have hiccups. To, like, survive. Because yeah. they seem like they're actually trained. We'll see. And, and they're experienced camp counselors. Yeah. And this is a training session. There's also a camp counselor in a wheelchair, and there's an Asian lady camp counselor. This is their first attempt at inclusion. Yeah. They were way ahead of their time. Yeah. 
Friday the, the 13th. I, is it the next movie that has the um that's on the farm? That has the city toughs. Oh, I don't remember. Okay. Well, this one, uh, it has a bunch of camp counselors that are that are here and they want to help kids, but they're learning about it now. Um, there's also the fellow running the camp is also got something going on with his, his assistant, just like in the first movie. Yeah. Because this is a redo of the that movie. It's, not, it's a sequel. We have our kids that were told that were told they were doomed. Oh yeah, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. <laughs> oh boy, should we go? Yep. John. Yes. Only the old men are dying. I want the young, pretty people to die. What? I want to see someone beautiful burn. You're part of the patriarchy. <laughs> I did. You know what's sexist is you thinking I was saying women when I said young pretty people. Yeah. That's that's kind of on you. No, that's a term for female. Well, I meant the young and beautiful people. But anyway, uh, I'm sure they'll die soon enough. We got to see the meeting hot dogs. We got to see the doomed guy get his neck garroted by a by. A uh, barbed wire? Yep, a little dog got ripped to shreds somehow. Did we see the corpse? Yeah. Oh, we saw it? Yes. Did people find it? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. The they... two that ran off into Crystal Lake saw. Oh, okay, I gotcha. So, um, I didn't realize because I was distracted um, by the barfing that was going on in the other room. <laughs> Poor kids, man. It's it's a rough, rough life for them. It's going around. Yep. Um, much like Jason's going around, the sheriff stopped by because he caught these two youngins trying to sneak into the old Camp Crystal Lake, Camp Blood. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sheriff was like, you can't do that. And he tries to get the main guy, the owner of the of the camp, to like punish these guys. And he's like, no seconds on desserts. Yep. Sheriff was mad. He goes uh, driving down. He sees a man. I wonder, do you think he thought... Like, what he was thinking... I, I feel like he uh, must have thought it was another teen he had I, to find. I don't know. It's never really shown. But then he found a beautiful cabin in the woods. <laughs> yeah. That was Jason's. Just, yeah, just pieced together by corrugated metal and... Dreams? Yeah. yeah and and the, the, the blood of your enemies? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got to see two old men die. We're pretty far along in the movie. Yeah, we're almost halfway through. So we've got a lot of dead kids to wade, wade through. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. All right, let's go. John, we got three dead teens. Yep, they're just falling like flies now. They're falling like flies. First dead teen, go. <laughs> um... What would have been the guy who got caught up in the trap hanging upside down? Yep. Got his throat slit. And the next dead teen? Uh, The girl with a quarter of a shirt on who goes to save him. I also made myself the exact same shirt, which I did. I did the same thing. So first time I saw this movie, I was like, her shirt's really short. It's like a crop top, but it's like it stops just below her boobs. And so I made one for myself out of shirt that I had. Last time we watched this movie, and I made it too short, so and I've got big old knockers, so that was bad. But then I have another shirt that's more similar to the one she was wearing that I don't particularly care for. So I made it into a crop top that is about three quarters of a shirt, but it does cover my boobs. Yeah. Um, and next, dead teen. A uh, wheelchair guy. 
Wheelchair guy. I mean, I think it's pretty progressive to murder someone by throwing a machete in his face if he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, it looked great, too. Yeah, he was going to get laid, too. <laughs> and then he rolled backwards down, like, seven flights yeah, of stairs. Yeah, there's, like, a whole bunch of stairs outside that we haven't seen before or since. But that was the perfect time to see them. Yes, and now we've got some two kids that have just orgasms, so I think they're going to die. Probably. All right, let's go. Oh, by the way, these teens have been separated from the other teens because the other teens are at a bar. Yep. Getting drunk while their friends die. Well, John, a lot of people died. And we haven't stopped the movie in 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) No, but a lot of people did die. Well, I mean, we talked about the wheelchair kid and his little girl died. Yeah. And then um, everyone else in the camp died. And except for, like, the... There was a bunch of campers that might still be out at the party. Yeah. And because the drunk ginger, who was the jokey boy, didn't die. He was still getting no. drunk at the party. Or the black guy. Or the black guy. But there, I think there must have been a lot more people at the party because the two, the owner of the camp and his little assistant girlfriend came home at the same time. Yeah. Probably to do things. Sexual things. That must have been why that reviewer said they came up with more characters than ways to kill them. Oh. Because so many of them survived. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they kind of survived off camera. Um, but we had Ginny and Paul were the main two. And Ginny, of course, has got, you know, running away from bad guy for a very long time. Paul kind of bubbles up and saves her. And then there's a really wonderful moment at the end. She thinks she's killed him. Because she got him in the neck with a machete. Yeah. Well, it goes pretty deep, too. Yeah. It went pretty darn deep. And so they go back into a house and, like, a cre- into one of the cabins. And a creepy thing happens. They hear something at the door. So Paul goes to the door with the handle of a pitchfork. She's got the pitchfork. And she's on the bed next to the very large picture window. <laughs> yeah. And the music, like, there's scary music. And the door opens. And that little dog didn't die. It was at the door, just yep. being a dick, and just escaped from its owners for three days and did nothing during the serial killer situation. But as uh, Paul is looking at the dog and petting it, you know, she's looking at the dog too, Ginny is, and they've got the same fucking music as from the lake. Yep. So you know it's bad. Yes, and it was bad. And who breaks through the window? The unmasked Jason. Who has half a creepy face and half um, another uh, creepy face. Yeah, it's all creepy. It's all creepy, but he's got a melted side and, and a normal side. Yep. And throughout the entire movie, we've got Ginny, the, this woman, she's like a child psychology master's student or something, or, or PhD student yeah. or something like that. And so she feels empathy towards Jason because the going theory is that Jason didn't die in the in the drowning. That just something happened to him, and his mother kind of kept him away from people. Yeah. And so, and then eventually he grew up with the mind of a child, only having ever known his mother, and having witnessed his mother's death. So for some reason they think he witnessed her death. Yeah, her beheading. Her beheading. And so we have at his creepy cabin, which Ginny, of course, ends up at, and so does Paul, we have a shrine to dead mom, surrounded by candles, the, the decapitated head is right in the center of it. And her sweater that she was wearing, that a really nice touch that I think other knitters would like to, might notice, too, is when she was decapitated, she was wearing like a, a half turtleneck. And so the, the blade, after she got her head cut off, it also tore the stitches at the top. So it was the stitches were all torn. 
Yeah. And did you notice that? I just really I liked that. So not only was it bloody at the neck, but the it looked as if someone had sheared off the very top couple stitches, mm-hmm. which was making the would have made that sweater unravel over time. Yeah. I like that. So and we know that because Jenny puts on famously puts on the sweater of the dead mother to try to trick Jason into kneeling before her so she can kill him. Yep. But then um, when she's winding up for the swing, he sees his mother's severed head. Yes, and like, that's not my m- severed head, Mom. No, this is an imposter. This yeah. is my Scooby-Doo mom. Do you think it's a problem that there's a bunch of kids that didn't get killed? Yeah. I mean, we don't get a lot of resolution because Te- or Paul was at the door with the dog. And the next scene after Jason grabs her is she's getting put into an ambulance in the yeah. daytime. Calling Paul's name. If you if you take the Friday Thirteenth series at a whole, as a whole, there are plot holes big enough to drive a truck through. Yeah, I mean it's Friday the Thirteenth. I don't mean to. I'm not like judging it, but I'm just kind of wondering like, she must have survived long enough for the people to come back from their party and call nine one one. Yeah, and she'll probably die in the first ten minutes of part three. Yeah, probably if she's even in it. I don't remember, but... I don't know, but it seems like the people that were out partying were probably out partying for a long time. Yeah. I know that it's going to be a really short podcast today because we just basically got caught up into watching this movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, we could stop when the, you know, when the couple having sex got a spear through them both at the same time. Which is a a throwback to the Kevin Bacon death in scene one. Yes, excellent, excellent. We could have stopped when... uh, when many things happen and we just didn't. No. And I think that's okay. We're a tad pressed for time tonight. So. Yeah, you've got to go to work in about 20 minutes. Um, and it's been a few stops for kid pukes and, and all that good stuff. Lola is just snoring away at the end of the bed. We've got Star not too far away just sitting on top of a pile of my clothes. Because yep. I'm messy too. So, what would you rate this in the ho- of the Halloween movies we've done so far? Uh, of the two. Of the two. Well, as much as I love this movie, this yeah. one's probably in my lower. Uh, it's right around mid range of my. Yeah. If you take all ten Friday the Thirteenth movies. You know, I would be really interested to do like we did with sup- the Supernatural bonus pod. Um, when we were wrapping up season one, where what we did was we separated between good, bad, and the middle. Yeah. And so, because the middle, like, it, it, most of the episode, well, most, I, th- I think it was about equal middle and good. Maybe there's a little bit more middle episodes than good episodes, but there were a few bad ones. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that there's many ones I don't, I don't like. Yeah, I don't think there's any Friday the 13th movies that I just don't like at all. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, there'd be two halves. It'd be the ones that are great and the ones that are good. I think there's ones that are like kind of silly in a way of because they're playing around with the magic of like one where he's goo. But I think that my, it's kind of fun and weird. I think though. that's my favorite one. Really? Jason takes Manhattan. That's not the no no. That's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about the one where he's no longer Jason in Jason's body, but he like is now a goo that can infect people. Oh, that's people. right. Yeah, that was yeah. That's and a, that one kind of seemed like they had a different movie for a different thing, and yeah. then they put it on the Jason movie. I, I love the silliness, like. When they were making Jason Takes Manhattan, oh my they were taking zero things seriously. Yeah. Like, when they're on a boat, like, crossing the ocean, and they get to shore, and Jason had swam, yeah. like, half the ocean's worth Jason, in the same amount of time. who has no bone, He's just bones and, like, and maggots. Yeah. 
I thought it was funny. Yeah, when, oh. he, when he finds that boxer and, like, literally punches his head yeah. clean off, I'm like... So, in this film, though, what I noticed is that Ginny did a really good job actually fighting Jason, as opposed to almost anyone else that we see fight Jason. She hit him in the balls. That might be the only time Jason ever got, ever got hit in the balls. It's pretty soon that he becomes undead. Yeah. And if you... It's like and a, you could blame Corey Feldman for that, right? Oh, no, he was just no, there he was after. Her. Yeah. He was just there to witness it. When those two guys are gonna, like, Dig him up and yeah. burn him or something like that. Yeah. And he gets electrocuted. And, and then that's, undead. that's how he becomes undead. Yep. I'm looking forward to getting to there eventually. But first we have to spin a wheel, John. Yeah. Oh, he's like making, he's making motions for me to grab his yeah. laptop computer. Okay. Oh, now he doesn't need the charger, oh, no, even though he made a big deal in. about well, needing the charger. I did. Now it's been plugged in this whole Okay, time. whatever. He okay. dropped his charger on my computer. It's Guys, can you believe that? Okay, well, we are going to spin the wheel of destiny. He of... uses Microsoft Edge. I want to press it. Can I press it? I'm the wife. I press the button. You got to make the wheel, so. Cat's eye. Wow. That is one that I haven't seen in a while. I believe that's an anthology. Yeah? Yes. And it has a very cool stop smoking story. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> Sorry, I have to drink some water. Let me, uh... It's from 1985. Oh, that was the year I was born. It's, uh, fairly well liked. Okay. Now let's see if I can find the, uh... It's certainly more well-liked than the movie we just saw. Yes, very much so. I like the kitty cat in the picture. Oh, here we go. I found the trailer. Cat with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, she did a bunch. I mean, she did Firestarter, too. Oh, yeah? Oh, that makes sense. Like when she was a kid? Yep. Oh, it sounded like a little poot. Ooh. It's a little kitty cat running down the street. Oh, no, it's a mean dog. It's a Beethoven dog. Like Cujo. Yeah. There's Christine. Oh, it's Christine. Kitty, kitty. Oh, the Dead Zone is being played. Firestarter. No. Yeah, This actually looks like it's going to be really scary, John. Oh, no. Yep, it's like, a, it's a, a... John, this looks really scary. So this is like a short story collection in a movie. It looks like it's a lot of really scary short stories that we're going to watch. I believe so, yeah. I remember the anti-smoking segment on there. That's really crazy. Okay, I'm kind of scared of this. I think this is one of the first ones that I think might give me nightmares. <laughs> this looks like an 80s horror that's actually scary that's like not supposed to be and I think what I'm most afraid of is that Stephen King's short stories are fucking terrifying like when he makes them scary they're really really scary oh my gosh yeah so we have that to look forward to for next week that's really exciting I'm very I'm actually kind of freaked out about it and I wish I'd already read it but I'm still on um Christine, actually. That's the one I'm reading right now. Nice. Yeah. John, that's really oh. scary. Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's, it's a movie. Okay. Whatever. Um, well, I think that 
if people want to watch the movie and send us questions about it, how would they contact us? Um, they can contact us at up to and including death at gmail.com. But, you know, people like the gram. Do you check the gram regularly? Yes, I do. And the, that's uh, up to an ID with the number two. And okay. that handle is for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Ooh, with the tweets. Yep. That's exciting. Um, and so, yeah, I think that there... Oh, we didn't do a couple things. I don't think either of us had a brewer's brew. brew. No. I was drinking water. You were drinking... Diet Mountain Dew. Which you probably shouldn't be drinking if you have an infected tooth, but whatever. I was drinking I, actual it, water. It open. You know how often I tell the kids to drink water and you don't... You haven't had any water today. You yes, literally have. have not had any water today. Yes, I have. It's right here. Okay. When was that full? Who? When did you fill that up? Like. Today. I find that suspicious. Oh, I've been feeling that Okay, every day. so in theory, John's been staying hydrated. Um, what was your grossest corner? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I guess the, the throat slit of the upside down guy. Yeah, me too. I actually had to close my eyes. I had a couple jump scares. And uh, the last one is pretty expensive. I will say what was really. Um, there was like a scene where. Um, you know, someone stole someone else's clothes while they're skinny dipping, but clearly they had a flirtation thing going on. But, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, blatant sexism, homophobia, and fat shaming. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of movies have at this time period where it's just, like... Like, usually, even the guy in the wheelchair, he was still kind of a jock. Yeah. And, like, the girl that was into him wasn't, like, the prettiest girl in the room, but he liked her, too. And it was just, like... It's just still very pretty, but it was just kind of a refreshing thing where everyone was nice to each other. Yeah. And no one was like a huge dick, even the, the funny guy. Yeah, usually the funny guy you want to strangle him after about two in, in the opening scene when I was like freaking out about the toad the car being towed, it turns out that the guy the funny guy just happens to know the uh knows the the guy who owns the, the gas station and the tow truck company. And, and that in itself proves that he's likable. If yeah. he's got a buddy who was nice enough to be like, Oh, I'll be fucked with these Yeah, people. that's gonna be really easy. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense because like the the funny guy was the one giving these like weird directions that were like going all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a it was a good time. I enjoyed myself. Did you? Yes. Okay, I think that means there's just two things left to do. Stay scared. And stay married. Goodbye. Intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg. Copyright 2017. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Thank you, Stefan.